I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, we'll learn three ways to reduce your client's time to hire without compromising your background check program or your profits. Stick around. In a previous podcast, I discussed how to persuade clients to accept longer turnaround times for their background checks. I hit on two key points. First, a better background check is ultimately better for the company that orders it, and the broader value it provides overrides whether Michael Smith's individual background check for an individual position takes an extra 24 hours. Now, there's a lot of head nods in the audience right now listening to this. As screeners, this is what we do. This is what we believe. This isn't a very debatable argument. The second key point I broke down using logic, inference, and 20 years in this business was why the concept of a candidate jumping ship to a competitor if the background check takes too long, really, while it's a commonly accepted fact in our business, really doesn't happen as often as you might think. I used several internal and operational examples to prove that if this theory were true, We'd see a lot of evidence of this operationally through complaints to our service teams, through various situations inside of our shops. And because we don't see those that often, we should revisit that belief because I think it's overblown. Now, among employers and also amongst us screeners, that feeling is certainly there. That fear is certainly there. I just think, I just don't think the fact is there. Certainly not in meaningful numbers. However, and however true those examples may be from time to time, we cannot overlook, nor should we really try to overlook, the key concern in overriding worry that reducing an employer's turnaround time and time to hire is really important. It's a key organizational goal for them, and as importantly, it's a key sales opportunity for us. But Like the previous example I discussed, where background screeners get stuck is when we try to help a client achieve their organizational goal, we wind up increasing our organizational risk because of the choices we make. See, reducing time to hire often means cutting out steps in the process, and it's either your steps or theirs. Now, cutting out steps because they're inefficient or ineffective, fine. That's great, and we should always strive for that. But screeners only see and ultimately only act upon what's in front of us. And based upon an employer's communicated goal, reducing time to hire means reducing background check steps. And reducing background check steps often means reducing the risk you're helping your clients manage And it can mean often increasing your risk, and you're most certainly reducing your margins and overall revenue. This podcast deals with strategies to resolve those conflicts. Our objective, then, is to look for every opportunity to do it better and help your client before it hits the screening program. Human nature is, let's chop up the screening program at the expense of other things, but We know that's the thing you want to hit last, especially as screeners. Those things that are chopped are going to hit the profit center of your business. Additional counties that are disproportionately clear and thus disproportionately more profitable, those are gone. Alias names, gone. 
This isn't self-serving though. Those items benefit everyone. The items that give clients a ton of compliance protection are also the items you can profit from the most. The following three solutions are ways to increase an employer's time to hire without increasing risk or decreasing profits. First, with a cold, critical eye, analyze the applicant tracking system. ATSs can do 15 different things for an employer, but this might not be one of them. I'll talk about the ATS's role in the background check process in much greater depth on a future episode, so I'll try and keep this short here. But it's worth challenging the assumption that working through an ATS for the screening portion of the onboarding process is a solution and not a problem to reducing time to hire. I'll I'll say it again. It's, It's worth challenging that assumption that the ATS is a good thing and not a bad thing. What are one of the reasons why? Well, to start, information flows, transfers, captured storage of information, privacy, security, just a few off the top of my head. Not each piece that's necessary to run a background check is collected by the ATS or collected and passed through to the employment screener. These integrations and tech relationships can also have as many as four to five separate parties involved. And that's not including the applicant, the ATS, the employer, you as the screener, your third-party software system, that's a lot of people in the mix. So a lot of companies, and even more importantly, a lot of technology has to be on the right page for this to work. What's the problem? Well, if information is needed but not available, it could trigger a query to the candidate or a client to rectify, or we have to make choices on whether to proceed with the background check without it. None of these options are great. You know, it, these are real legitimate problems that touch the accuracy and, and compliance of a screen. And even if it happens behind, behind the scenes where an employer doesn't see or doesn't care about it, resolution can be manual and applicant dependent. You know, the, the clock's ticking here. And when it's behind the scenes, that can be worse, right? Because it just looks like you don't have your shop in order. Next, you can reduce clients' time to hire by analyzing the ordering method. It it simply doesn't take a long time to order a background check. Now, I'm not talking about streamlined automation, API calls, or integrations for enterprise-level clients ordering thousands of screens a month. There there need to be some systemic integrated solutions. I'm, I'm talking about clients that order 10, 20, 50, even 100 a month. Clients that are the backbone of, of your client base for many of the, the screeners listening here now. We'll get a lot of pushback when we advocate for lower tech solutions. That's true. Everyone claims they have no time. People, our clients spend more time on Amazon than it takes to place an order. No one is that busy, I promise. In the time it takes me to try and persuade an employer not to do this, they could have entered five background checks. Not wanting to and not being able to are two really different things. Now, I'm not anti-customer when I talk about this. You know, it's, a, it's okay to acknowledge in a, in a fun, lighthearted way the, well, I don't really want to. <laughs> you need to have open, you know, lighthearted conversations about this. But let's make sure that we tie our guidance back to the business solution and advantages it creates for your clients. A second way to reduce time to hire, and this is connected to the concept above, is consider not making the candidate do it themselves. 
you know, and, and that's a natural evolution and a logical solution to someone whom I convinced by the argument above. But now it's like, okay, Kevin, I won't do it through the ATS. I'll send my candidate a link to do it themselves. I, I, I can't do that either. Well, candidate experience that gives the applicants control by observing a transparent screening process isn't the same as candidate experience that gives them control by making them enter and upload everything themselves. And we'll skip over for a moment that it may be the second time they're doing it. See, the candidate experience aside, and yes, I'm using air quotes here, has a more practical limitation. The candidate, especially in a high option, low unemployment environment, simply may not be as excited to get the process moving or moving as quickly as you are. So when you, as an employer, whether it's through an email or a text link initiated by the screening company or maybe initiated by you, it, it might take the candidate two days to do what you could have done in two minutes. Screeners know this can be true. We see it every day. After all, what percent of initiated screens or candidate invites either need to be extended because the candidate didn't do it or they expired needs to be reset or they didn't get it, it went to a spam filter or maybe the candidate got a reminder from the recruiter and called your service team asking about it or maybe your client complained to you thinking you messed it up. <laughs> that's, that's seven or eight possible rabbit holes that this process can, can fall into. But, and how often do we think that happens? Five, 10, 20% in a vacuum? Awesome idea. Reality, a little bumpier. Finally, screeners, we need to recognize the hiring and recruiting cycle is a long one, not always in terms of time, but in terms of steps. Let's say it's a 10 to 12 step process from a candidate hitting the website to a new employee starting on their first day. If there's only a 10% inefficiency at each step of the process, meaning each of those steps is 90% awesome and as efficient as it can be, by the time it hits you, the employment screener is one of the last steps in the process. The process took 65% longer than it should. That, that's a math equation. I, I just did it. And because you're the third party, you're not them. It's natural and frequent to think, well, they're okay, but you're the one who should fix this. You're the one who has the primary role to play in reducing time to hire, especially when you're the easier solution. It's easier to call you than it is to wrangle all the disparate parts internally within their organization. You know, you're the one who needs to adjust and contort and accept more risk and less profit and unbeknownst to them, figure out how to try using your intellectual capital and executive meeting times to figure out how to do it, but not pass along more risk to you or them. I'm I'm exhausted just thinking about that. You know, the, the solutions I discuss here, candidate entry, yes, ATS, integration, ordering with the click of a button, yay. In a vacuum, they're awesome things, but as screeners, We know they can be real barriers to time to hire. And if they're barriers, employers start looking for solutions. Our objective is to turn their focus away from us, not because we're scared, not because we're unwilling to be a positive partner, but because we know there are other better solutions that frankly don't involve us that much. See, As a true partner, it's you who can positively drive change and support your client in a way that not only adds value, but creates a competitive advantage. How? Other screeners aren't thinking of the same things you and I are talking about here. Other screeners are looking at the the baseline ask and cutting corners or reducing steps on their end. For us, it's okay to ask questions, dive into their processes, recommend solutions, share 
what your other clients are doing. Let them know some have shortened the hiring manager's allowable time to review a resume from 48 hours to 36 hours. Let them know efficiencies others are achieving through that 10-step process. Because when you create space elsewhere within the hiring cycle, you're creating space, space for you to operate as the best version of yourself, the best version of yourself that can best help your clients. Protecting the client, protecting yourself, protecting your profit. That's how you win. Thank you for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. I'm Kevin Bachman. Find me if you want to learn how to do this inside your company. Your company.